his vision, dream was to build a big company. And he's done it, mm. right? And then the children come in and screw it up. <laughs> no, no, it's a fact. Okay, because they don't have the fire. Yeah, The fire is something you can't... Uh, you either have it or you don't. Okay. You know? Uh, you, you, you can say, I want to have it. As compared to the other guy says, I must do this. I must yeah. achieve this, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. You know, you're hosted by myself, Tamit, and my co-host, Ashwin. And today we have a guest. His name is Raj, and he is the CEO and founder of Omni Health. What would be an ideal partnership match for you personality-wise? Is there something that you look for? I think one you look for honesty, mm-hmm. integrity, which I had all that. My best friend was my partner. Right. You know. But I come back to my earlier point. Honesty, integrity, trust, everything should be there. Yeah. If on day one you don't have that, don't get into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you have to be realistic that you are two different people. It's like getting married you know, yeah. to your wife, right? Uh, there's never such thing as a perfect husband and wife. You know, it's all in the love story books. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You have your differences. Yeah. But as long as both parties appreciate the difference and respect the difference, that marriage will go on forever. They can be the best of friends, but you still have your differences. Uh, my wife and I are not the perfect partners, because she wouldn't. She might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we have our differences, but we respect each other's differences. Mm. You know? But all we say is we'll never quarrel when we go to bed at night. Any quarrel we have in the day would be forgotten. We agree to disagree. So that when you go to bed, it's all forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know? So same thing, I think, in partnerships. You want somebody you can trust, somebody you have respect for, somebody that has got skills that you feel will complement yours. Uh, somebody who's going to be a good friend because you're going to see them every day. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to discuss strategies, etc., etc. But when you get into that partnership, my advice someone has to be able to call the shots. Because if you don't, then you're going to find there are other issues that will crop up. Like I said earlier, you know, one might be more risk-prone and the other less risk-prone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and very simple things. If you've got to buy an asset for the company, uh, the other one might say, hey, why are you going to spend that kind of money? Yep. Or you're going to host somebody for a flight to the U.S. The guy might say, why do you want to do it? But this guy being a marketing individual, he say, hey, this is good marketing, man. Yeah, Let's yeah. get the guy on board on the plane and he goes there. He'll love us forever. Yeah. This guy might say, ah, well, why do you want to put him on business? Put him on economy class. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, little things like yeah, that quite. will crop up, you know. And, 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 and then and the quarrel will start. The disagreements will start. Mm. Disagreements are fine, you know, but then you'll lose the joy of working. Yeah. You know, it, it becomes a chore going to the office. Uh, because now you can't call the shots. Yeah. The other person can't call the shots. And both of you degree on certain fundamentals. But you're the best of friends. Mm. What about contracts? 
when you start a business with someone, do you make it really official with contracts and you know everything is laid out black and white? I think that is a must. Right. Okay. The best of friends getting together, if you don't keep it in writing mm-hmm. as to how the relationship is going to be, you could be ending up in problem. And most best friends get together and say, never mind, I know you put 10,000, yeah. I put 10,000 get together. Yeah, That's fine. But if you don't define the relationship and also don't define what happens if one of you decides to leave. Mm. Yeah. What happens if this fellow gets married to a girl and the girl tells him, hey, your partner is not doing his work. Mm. Why don't you throw him out? Yeah. That happens all the time. <clears throat> yeah. You know? It happens all the time. So the best thing is to put it in writing and also to say, what if one person wants to leave? The first business that we started, three of us, I was working, another guy was working, the third guy was wanted to run the business. It was just a little stationery shop, selling stationeries. Mm. You know? So we said, okay, you run it, we'll put in the money. So we put in our money. But we had a contract that said we wanted 25% returns on our money. If at any point we leave and we sell you the business, you give us 25% returns. Mm. Okay. okay, so after two years, the other guy decided to go to Australia. I was losing interest in the business. Okay, every Saturday going there and packing files. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so I said, so we quit. And very amicable. Mm. The guy was happy. It was predefined. We collected our, I don't know, 25% or $25,000, you know, mm. over two years. So we collected our money. We were happy, you know. Reason 25% is it's a risk, right? Yeah. Putting it. He was happy. He had the business to himself. All went hunky-dory. Mm. So even when we parted in our telecommunication business, it was purely mutual. Mm. This is the money. You buy at this price or I buy at this price. Either party can buy. Mm. Yep. Because you're good friends. Yeah. So, so you can end those deals very amicably. Mm. But there are many good friends who end up fighting with each other. Yeah, because they have never defined the relationship and the partition. Yep. Yeah. I've seen others who have become the worst of enemies. Yeah, good friends of mine, you know, started yeah. businesses together, and they become the worst of enemies because both think that the other party is cheating him, cheating them, and that's what that's what typically happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's what typically happens. That's what I've always heard. Like, be careful when you're doing business with your very close friends you might end up losing that friendship because yeah, of the business, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happens all the time if you don't define how you're going to split. Yep. Because the split will come. Every business splits at the end of the day. So now for, for, I mean, for, for Omni Health itself, right, what is the end goal? Do you see an end goal for yourself after the hotel industry? Is it continue expanding? Like, just keep building the business? Has a... Has a uh, dad who has built up this company and you know you would want to hand it to your kids right what if none of the kids want to oh, yeah want, that's a great question though. want the business <laughs> then you sell it off yeah. yeah you know then you sell it off uh, but but I think there's a fundamental difference between somebody who says I want to drive a Maserati that's why I'm starting a business mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean yeah and they pursue their dream money comes in they buy the Maserati yeah the others that say, I'm going to have fun building this. Mm. You know? yeah. And they just keep building. And I think partly because you're shaped by the people that you meet. You know, And I was shaped by quite a few people that I met. 
I still remember this guy who, who, who uh, started Script Pro in the U.S. You know, I flew down to the U.S. Uh, his name was Mike Coughlin, you know. Uh, he was a management consultant. Then he decided, I'm going to build a machine that can pack medications into bottles, <laughs> pills into bottles, okay. into quantity and label them. Right. That's a simple fundamental machine. So I went to his play office and I he showed me his office. Then he said, look out here, Raj, you know. This is somewhere in California, Kansas. And that whole sprawling land was his factory. So I said, what are you going to do with it? He says, no, I'm just doing it for fun. <laughs> and he kept, he's now in his mid-70s. His daughter has taken over the business. And he brought his brother into the business. Then he brought someone, a relative, into the business. But this guy had the fire. He's built a gym in his office because he's trying trying to live till eternity. You know? <laughs> but the point was, he was not one of those that, you know, we go to expensive restaurants, he orders the raw steak and gets a champagne or anything. You know, yeah, he's yeah. still a beer and fish and chip guy sort of thing. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But his vision, dream, was to build a big company. And he's done it. Mm. Right? And then the children come in and screw it up. <laughs> no, mm. no, it's a fact. Mm. Okay, because they don't have the fire. The fire is something you can't. Uh, you either have it or you don't. Okay. You know, uh, you 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 can say I want to have it, as compared to the other guy says, I must do this. I must yeah. achieve this. You know. <clears throat> yeah. So and the business is going to start falling. You know, you can see that because I asked him why don't you go public? You know, go in an IPO. He says no. I don't want. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Mm. I don't want a board of directors that will tell me what to do. Yeah. Once you go public, a board of directors, investors coming in, putting in their own directors, and then they'll tell you you can't do anything. Mm. He didn't want all that. He's happy. Yeah. You know? And then there's the other company, the, guy, the founder, I met the founder as well, you know, the other company that we represent. You know? The guy said, I'm just going public. I'm retiring. Yeah. And he just retired. Mm. You know, so... It depends on what pushes you, I suppose, lah. You know, uh, uh, and Mike Conklin is the guy that, you know, I think he drives a Ford Escort or something. You know? <laughs> he's just enjoying his he, uh, journey, lah. He's just enjoying the, exactly. He's enjoying the journey, mm. you know, mm. uh, and very humble guy. Yeah, you know, very humble guy. I remember reading a story once in Fortune magazine. This Jewish guy who used to be in a in a in the Auschwitz concentration camp. Wow. After he was released, he went to the U.S., started a business, you know, became a multi-billion dollar business. He was a billionaire. And he was talking to, then in his 80s, and Fortune was in, magazine was interviewing him, and he asked him, how do you keep your humility after having been so successful? So he pulled out his drawer, took out a roll of toilet paper, put it on the table and said, I always remind myself that I have to clean my ass just like anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I wow. that was one of the best quotations I've heard. Because you wow. see, a lot of people, once they acquire wealth, yeah. you know, they need to flaunt it. Yep. You know, because they assume that's what gains respect. Mm. Yes. And this guy was a very different personality, you know. <laughs> and I thought one of the best quotes I've heard. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I, I think there's one one thing I wanted 
to ask you, right, was um, you, you said that the the fire is is either you have it or you don't have it. So you're someone who believes that you're born with this. No, 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 no. I don't mean born with that. Okay. I think the fire comes to you when you have a clear mm. desire, when you have a real desire for something. Yeah. It goes back to, to what you said, like, sitting down and, you know, really reflecting and asking yourself the tough questions. What is it you want to do? Yeah. You know, and if you if you really have that desire, then the fire would be natural. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, 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 I think, mm. you know. But doesn't mean the guy who has the fire is better than the other guy who's meditating on a mountain. Yeah. The guy meditating on a mountain could be much happier. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Than this guy who is trying to, we all have to do what we want to do, mm. I guess. You know, that, that's what at the end of the day, you know. What, what would you say... Um, that an individual really needs to do to, 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 you know, find the fire. If today I could have, like you tell me one action that I need to go back and do. Oh, doesn't it just come to you? One day it'll yeah. just come to you. Really? Yeah. yeah. You just wake up and... and like, oh, okay, I really need to do this, you know. Like, maybe it comes to you. I don't know if you can build it, but I'll, I'll like Yeah, I think it'll come to you. I, I think you're right, you know. It's, it's, it could be anything, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, I was just reading the other day, a friend of mine sent me this 70-year-old guy and this 70-year-old athletes, you know, mm. ran the 100 meters in 14.3 seconds or something. He says, Raj, should we practice for this? <laughs> Forget it. We'll yeah, be dead okay. before the 10-meter sure. mark, you know. But, but the point is, the guy started running with a desire yes. to compete in that 100 meters mm. in his mid-50s. And he did it. Uh, that's one, you know. Uh, so, I think it'll come to you when you are really, when you really, when you really want to do something. You know? Do you feel that the conversations you were having with people at that time helped you on, on to discover this fire? Definitely. Mm. I think the people, and that typically happens, right? As they say, if you walk with the turkeys, you'll be walking on the ground, you know? Yeah. You walk with the eagles, you'll be soaring in the sky, Right. So the people that you meet are going to shape your life like anything, you know. And and I think a lot of these people that I met because I was working in an MNC, so you're meeting some of the founders. Uh, and lucky being in Singapore, a small place, when those guys come down to Singapore, you are sort of, if you're sitting in the U.S. in that company, you'll never meet him, mm. right? Right? Because you're sitting in Singapore, it's a small company. You, come down, your... you meet these people. Yeah. and And then you realize... Hey, they can do it. You know, the guy who started Omnicell, the company that we represent, was a guy that uh, finished his MBA in Harvard, or one of the universities, went back home to stay with his parents. His father was a baker. You know, uh, so, sorry, not Omnicell, uh, uh, Cardinal Health, which is a $20 billion company today. So the guy went back home, father was a baker. So he asked himself the question, to move bread, this was his story, right? To move bread, the most successful baker is the person that can move his bread the fastest to the longest distance. Mm -hmm. So you cover a wider area. Right. Right. Because you bake the bread. You've got to move it as fast as possible yep. the moment it's done. Yeah. So he built a supply chain automation for his dad. Wow. A process. Right. Okay. So his dad became successful. Revenue shot up. Then he asked himself the next question. If I can do this, why don't I do move medications, pharmaceuticals, 
from the manufacturers to all over the US to the clinics and dispensaries, etc., hmm. and the pharmacies. And he built that supply chain. Hmm. That business that he built is worth about $17 billion. <laughs> wow. And then he went out acquiring company. So when you meet these guys and you hear their stories, right? The other guy, Omnicell, that started it, you know, uh, the, the company called Omnicell, which is now a $500 million company. So I met the founder. His story was very, he one day he took his daughter to the hospital. Daughter was in the hospital. And then he realized the nurses were picking medications. You know, nurses, those days you look at the file, then you go to the medicine cabinet, you pick the medication and you dispense it at the correct time to the patient. In a very inefficient way, he was an engineer. <laughs> so he went back home and he said, let me build a process and an equipment that will automatically dispense the medication for that patient when the nurse walks up to the machine. Mm. That's when the ADCs were created, automatic dispensing cabinets. That's what we sell here. Mm. Right? There was an idea that he started about, I think, 40 years ago, 30 years, 40 years ago. Then now it's a half a billion dollar company. So when you meet these, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, it's the people you meet and you realize they're just ordinary guys. Uh, with a keen desire to solve a particular problem, mm. you know, and 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 yeah, why not you? Right? Why it it sounded yeah. fun, you know. <laughs> I mean, I am a kuching kurat compared to those guys. You know what I mean? But uh, those are the guys that you meet that that shapes you shapes your life, I guess. You know. This is Raj, and you are listening to Mind Your Business SG. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you would like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.